Welcome to the Locked O Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a marvelous start to your Monday morning. Before we get into talking about the Grizzlies and obviously the rest of the NBA offseason, do want to take a moment and say that I personally know folks who are being impacted right now by Hurricane Ida, being impacted right now by the continuing pandemic, being impacted right now by conflicts on foreign soil. Do want to say for any new listeners, first off, welcome to the show, and any loyal listeners who thankfully have been along for the ride. If any listeners are being impacted or know anyone that is being impacted by all of these much more important situations than sports that are going on, nothing but the best of wishes and our your you or your loved ones, friends and family, all are in our thoughts and prayers, certainly wish nothing but the best of outcomes for anyone that may be impacted by all of these things going on. Certainly, there are always things going on that are more important than sports, and want to wish nothing but the best to anyone that is being impacted currently by any of these situations. With that being said, welcome to the Lockdown Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. I'm a credentialed media member with the Grizzlies, have been covering the team for over three years now. This is Locked On Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day. You can find myself and the show at Stats SAC, and you can find the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available, that's where the show will be. In today's episode, we're going to talk about, obviously, the news over the weekend. Rajon Rondo has been bought out by the Grizzlies, how that could start the, the trend of seeing more roster decisions being made as the Grizzlies look to trim their roster down to 15 guaranteed contracts. In the first segment, we'll discuss those potential other potential moves that could be made and other interesting roster decisions that will be made before next season. In the second segment, we'll discuss a big need that is going to start to emerge more and more, I think, for this Grizzlies roster to go along with shot creation as the future contract situations of certain players are ironed out over the next 12 to 18 months. And then the third segment, going to talk about how, with what the Grizzlies have already done and what they could do here in the present, how they can continue to really deepen their hoard of tradable assets when it comes to their current rosters with some unexpected extensions that could occur, some different ways the Grizzlies can continue to use their current roster as assets and trades in the near future. All that in today's episode. Want to remind you of the title sponsor of our show, RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need. Visit RockAuto.com today. So obviously, Rajon Rondo, as many expected, agreed to a buyout with the Grizzlies over the weekend. Now, this certainly was expected due to the fact that, once again, the Grizzlies made a series of moves in which they took a player that they that was not a desirable contract, and Eric Bledsoe made a few moves. It seems like that they traded for a player that they did hold in regard, that they did want to have on the roster in Jarrett Culver, but along the way, they've acquired a few players who they're going to have to make roster decisions on, and an expected one occurred when they bought out Rajon Rondo. Now, Rajon Rondo obviously has been bought out. The Grizzlies are still committed to the amount that they owed him this year based off whatever the buyout details are. So Rajon Rondo now is on his way, which means that the Grizzlies have now trimmed the roster from 18 guaranteed contracts down to 17. Now, Another very interesting tidbit as the details of the Rajon Rondo buyout started to emerge, Bobby Marks from ESPN, a wonderful mind when it comes to the salary cap, when it comes to roster finances, contracts, all those different things, 
he he stated that Rajon Rondo had not been informed by the Grizzlies to report to get a physical and do the needed things that are done to make him officially a part of the roster for training camp. But an even bigger tidbit, in my opinion, because that was expected, the same instance, the same situation has occurred with newly acquired Ford from the Minnesota Timberwolves, Juancho Hernan Gomez. The Grizzlies have not made that request for Hernan Gomez to come to Memphis to get his physical done and do the needed things that are done for him to be ready for training camp. This certainly seems to indicate that Hernan Gomez could be the next domino to fall. He could be the next player who a roster decision or some type of transaction is decided upon when it comes to his future with Memphis. Now, one of the things with Hernan Gomez is that he's not an, technically an expiring deal, though he is. Here's what that means. Before last season, before the 2020-2021 season, Juancho Hernan Gomez signed a three-year, $21 million deal with the Timberwolves. He obviously played out last year, which was guaranteed, and now has been traded to Memphis. This season, the 2021-2022 season, his contract is already guaranteed. He's owed $7 million this season. But the third year of his contract is fully non-guaranteed. Whatever team has the rights to Hernan Gomez, they have until June 30th of 2022 to decide whether or not he's going to be paid for the for the 2022-2023 season, the third year of his contract, or whether he becomes a free agent. Right now, that right is with the Grizzlies, but that could make him an attractive trade piece, much more attractive than Rajon Rondo, because Hernan Gomez still has a, has a pretty intriguing blend of size and skill, and also he's a player that if a team were to trade for him, they wouldn't have to make a money commitment to him beyond this season if they saw fit. So you could see teams that could use front court depth make a move for him if they have current trade exceptions that may be expiring, such as you've heard, you've seen some things with the 76ers having a trade exception that Hernan Gomez could fit into. I believe the Celtics and a few other teams also have those type of trade exceptions. He's owed about $7 million, but you could see, especially a contender who needs a bit more depth in their front court, you could see them make a move for Hernan Gomez for him to be taken onto their roster, and in exchange, the Grizzlies could get another asset for the future, or maybe just simply cash. If Hernan Gomez is not traded, he then will simply be waived like Rondo did as well. But at the very least, it does appear that Hernan Gomez is the player who likely is the next domino to fall. Now, if the Grizzlies were to trade him, I wouldn't expect anything of real value back. Even if it is a second-round pick, it's likely not going to be any second-round pick of any significance. It's, it's probably going to be a second-round pick that is very highly likely to be later on in the second round. But at the very least, the Grizzlies could turn Hernan Gomez into some type of asset for the future. If Hernan Gomez is moved on from, that obviously then brings the roster down to 16 guaranteed contracts, and then you have a decision to make. It likely will be between Sam Merrill and Daniel Aturu, who was acquired from the Clippers in the Eric Bledsoe trade. Barring, barring any other trades that occur, I do think that's what the trade that the last roster decision will come down to, and I do think Sam Merrill right now has the upper hand. But beyond the roster trimming decisions, there are a few other notable contract decisions to be made before the start of this upcoming season. Now, 
None of these decisions have anything to do with the with, with the contract guarantees for players this year. Any of the 17 guaranteed contracts the Grizzlies have on their roster right now, those players are going to be play, paid their salaries for the 2021-2022 season. That's already been decided. That's already happening. But Jarrett Culver, Brandon Clark, and John Morant all were selected in the first round of the 2019 draft. The fourth year team options of those three players' rookie deals need to be decided upon by the Grizzlies. Now, obviously, without question, the Grizzlies are going to pick up John Morant and Brandon Clark's rookie options. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Jerry Culver. Either they decline that that fourth-year team option for the 22-23 season and simply treat Jarrett Culver like a Josh Jackson situation from a few years ago, or perhaps the Grizzlies all along had the desire to have Jarrett Culver on a multi-year deal to really see if they could turn him into some type of rotation piece over time. Those are other notable contract decisions. Again, they don't impact the player's contracts this year, this upcoming season, but they do impact the players' 2022-2023 salary guarantees. Of course, the other thing that stands out is possible extensions that could happen. Jaron Jackson Jr., we obviously know, is someone that fits that mold. Could we see something worked out with Kyle Anderson in time? Maybe even Tyus Jones, though I think that's unlikely. Those are some other decisions that we could see made. And of course, obviously, if there's any other trades that were to occur, that will change the outlook as well. But when it comes to the Grizzlies in general, with the Rajon Rondo buyout now occurring, indications that Juancho Hernan Gomez is the next domino to fall. We're starting to see the roster decisions made. And at the end of the day, I do think that the 15th roster spot will come down to Sam Merrill and Daniel Aturu. And whatever decision the Grizzlies make there, they will then have their 15 guaranteed contracts. And then obviously the fourth year rookie contract decisions to be made for Morant, Clark, and Culver are the other roster decisions that are notable despite any potential extensions that could occur. So still plenty of news to come out of Memphis over the next few day, few weeks and months before the start of next season. But as the Grizzlies make these decisions on players on their current roster, both this summer and next summer, I do think that a need, a skill set need, is going to continue to gain importance, maybe even to the level over time that adding shot creation is currently at. I'll discuss that in just a moment. Last weekend, I had an amazing, had an amazing time with my wife and extended family out and about at the lake, being in the water, enjoying the summertime, sunny skies, warm weather, cookouts, being on the open water, just a great time that I'm sure all of us enjoy when it comes to the summer. But the summer also could be a, a bit less than ideal for some when it comes to being outdoors because of excessive sweating and potentially body odor as well. And if you're someone that does potentially run the risk of having that happen to you, I have a great solution for you, and that's sweat block wipes. Doctor created and doctor recommended. It works up to seven days per use. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. This has been featured and tested on Rachel Ray. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. Wear what you want to wear again with your little secret to confidence. Sweat block wipes should be a part of anyone's toiletry bag. No matter the occasion, get your confidence back with sweat block wipes. If you or someone you love 
deals with excessive sweating, make sure to check out Sweatblock Wipes. You can find them at CVS or on Amazon, or if you go to sweatblockwipes.com or sweatblock.com right now and you put in the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order of Sweatblock. Sweatblock. Make your confidence rise again with the summer heat. Get Sweatblock Wipes today. General managers ask questions to find the right players. Like, do they have ice in their veins? Well, when you're hiring, you need an Indeed assessment. You can use Indeed assessments to help make sure you find candidates with the skills you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed and assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. So in the first segment, I discussed that the Grizzlies obviously are going to continue to trim their roster down, but also will have a few decisions to make when it comes to other young players on the roster in determining how long their future is going to be in Memphis. But this offseason certainly has put a spotlight on what the Grizzlies felt the next needed step in terms of their roster construction was. That obviously was adding young, intriguing wing depth. Moving on from Jonas Valanciunas, Grayson Allen, and others, and replacing them with young wing with young wing contributors like Zaire Williams, Jarrett Culver. If you throw Santi Aldama in there, you get the Grizzlies obviously continuing to show a preference for highly intriguing size and skill blends when it comes to players. But the thing is this, is that the Grizzlies, we knew that they wanted wing depth. We knew that the Grizzlies really wanted to find some intriguing depth when it came to the wing to balance out the young star that they have in John Morant in the backcourt with young depth behind him and the young star in Jaron Jackson Jr. that they have in the frontcourt with young depth already behind him. We also know that the Grizzlies have continued to show a high preference for lengthy athletic wings with high defensive upside. They made a move for Josh Jackson in the past. They made a move for Justice Winslow. They drafted Zaire Williams. They made a trade to get Jarrett Culver. It looks like that potentially Eve Pons could be the guy who fills that second two-way spot. The Grizzlies are continuing to try to find the specific skill set of young athletic wings with high defensive upside to continue to complement their already great treasure chest of young talent when it comes to their front court and their backcourt. So we have ideas of what the Grizzlies were looking to add this offseason. We also continue to see trends of the type of player profile they feel really could 
could support Jaw and Jaren in the future when it comes to continuing to really try to field as strong a defensive roster as possible. But beyond the roster-specific or the player profile-specific needs that the Grizzlies focused on this offseason, there also is the skill set needs. Obviously, beyond all else, shot creation remains the biggest need for this Grizzlies roster. Players who can create their own shots besides John Morant and Dylan Brooks. That obviously should continue to be the biggest need moving forward, especially when it comes to the potential one big move that may happen over the next 12 to 18 months in terms of a, of trading for an established, significant NBA talent to add to Jaw and Jaren in the future. But along with that, along that clearly being the biggest need for this Grizzlies team, the Grizzlies also have another skill set area that they're really going to have to focus on addressing once again over the next 12 to 18 months. And that is a, so a consistent source of playmaking, ball handling, and facilitation. The reason why that is is because when you think of the Grizzlies roster, obviously John Morant. Being one of the best young facilitators, playmakers, point guards in the NBA, that's where it starts for the Grizzlies. But for a team that relies so much on setting up its shots, and it is among the top in the league over the past two years under Taylor Jenkins when it comes to passes per game and assists per game, the Grizzlies' next best facilitators, if you were to probably ask most folks who are Grizzlies fans, they'll likely say Tyus Jones and Kyle Anderson. And they're certainly true. We know how the Grizzlies offense certainly basically falls off the cliff if John Moran is not on the court. We've also seen clear instances in the bubble and towards the end of last year when Tyus Jones is not on the court leading our second unit, not only does our offense stall, but several of our talented bench players and young players, their overall production suffers because they don't have Tyus Jones setting them up and keeping the offense consistent. Well, now, with the fact that both Tyus Jones and Kyle Anderson are in the final years of their contracts, the Grizzlies are really going to have to continue to look for another playmaker to have long-term to both complement John Morant, but also support him when he's not off the court, that other source could be there. That's likely why the Grizzlies had some type of interest in Josh Giddy in the NBA draft. That's why they drafted Zaire Williams, because he has some intriguing playmaking upside. And you also, obviously, are intrigued by the overall playmaking upside that has been on display this year from the Grizzlies' young core. When it comes to players like Desmond Bain, John Conchar, Xavier Tillman, it's great to see that the Grizzlies have significant potential across their entire roster when it comes to playmaking. But if a team like the Grizzlies is already not where it wants to be when it comes to shot creation, if that already is a weakness for the future of this roster and is a clear area of need, until they get enough talent to satisfy that need, that puts an even bigger importance on having sources that can consistently facilitate, consistently playmake, consistently handle the ball. And while it's great that you have, you know, at least some potential across the roster, you don't have someone anywhere close to what John Morant is. And if the Grizzlies were not to extend Kyle Anderson or Tyus Jones, now you have a roster of that it does not have any other type of reliable playmaker other than John Morant. 
that could be a reason why the Grizzlies may look into extending Kyle Anderson. And though Tyus Jones has potentially been shopped in other deals, I would imagine one of the reasons why the Grizzlies have not moved on from him is because they did not find an avenue where basically trading him led to them getting back an intriguing young point guard that they could control for multiple years. So while shot creation certainly remains the one big undeniable skill set need for this team. And while this team, while this front office certainly continues to put a high preference on defense, I do think that over the next 12 to 18 months, finding another long-term source of reliable playmaking, uh, whether it's a backup point guard or whether it's, you know, uh, some uh, a wing that perhaps can be a, a good facilitator as well, playmaking, facilitation, being a secondary facilitator to job, but also someone who can run the offense when it's off the court, I think that becomes just as big of a need to feel as shot creation over the next 12 to 18 months. Now, there are a few intriguing names in the 2022 draft, like Kennedy Chandler and Jade Nivey, who potentially could fill that role if the Grizzlies went that route in the draft. But you also could certainly see the Grizzlies look to make a move in terms of an established NBA talent that they can control for multiple years if they decide to move on from Tyus Jones and Kyle Anderson. But at the end of the day, I do think that with the Grizzlies continuing to have a need for reliable sources of playmaking and facilitation, you could see that put an even bigger emphasis on extending a talent such as Kyle Anderson. But in extending Kyle Anderson potentially, you not only continue to hold on or control a talent like Kyle Anderson who can help you out in multiple ways, such as being a secondary source of facilitation, it also continues to strengthen the Grizzlies' position when it comes to the likely need to have as many assets as possible to pull off the big trade down the road that many of us all feel is going to be on the horizon at some point or another. Coming up, I'm going to talk about how the Grizzlies could potentially make some extension decisions, could potentially extend more than some might think, and why that could be a positive for their direction as they continue to support John Jaron down the line. Time goes on, the Grizzlies will continue to look to try to find ways to upgrade their roster and upgrade parts when it comes to current players on the roster. Well, the same idea can be applied to your car. In time, you're going to have to upgrade some parts to make sure that your car keeps performing at a high level. And if you do have those needs, rockauto.com is a great source for you. Within a few clicks of the button, rockauto.com is very easy to use because regardless of the make and model or the part that you need, you're likely going to find it at rockauto.com. And the great thing about it is, regardless of the experience level that you have when it comes to car repairs, when you need parts, rockauto.com tries to keep things as cost-friendly as possible. This is a family-owned business. They've been in business for over 20 years. They know that car parts are very expensive so they try to keep things as cost-friendly as possible. When you visit the rockauto.com website, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. So we've talked about in the first segment, when it comes to the Grizzlies, some important roster decisions that are yet to be made. When it comes to their three picks that they made in the 2019 draft, could they potentially trade Juancho Hernan Gomez? Some interesting thoughts that are certainly going to be made. But the other key part of the next month, what potential extensions 
could we see the Grizzlies agree to with current players on the roster? Obviously, the one that makes the most sense is Jaron Jackson Jr. And with an extension to Jaron Jackson Jr., you likely see that being made with him being right now the second foundational piece for the future of this team with John Morant. But you also could see a potential extension for Kyle Anderson. And while Tyus Jones may not necessarily be someone that's in an extension is talked about with, you could see next summer some very important decisions made when it comes to further extensions for players that will be on the final year of their deals like Brandon Clark and like Dylan Brooks. Now, one of the things that I've talked about this offseason and several others have as well, over the past two seasons, the Grizzlies did a great job of making a mo the most out of the roster that they had. But this front office likely saw that the ceiling for that roster that they had over the past two years likely was reaching its peak as a first-round playoff participant. For this Grizzlies team to see their roster involve into a unit that really could have a great chance of advancing in the playoffs, they're going to have to continue to evolve, continue to get the roster to be more modern in terms of the NBA game, whether it's shooting better from distance, staying consistent on defense, whatever it may be. But with that in mind, you would think that if that's the case, the Grizzlies are definitely going to have to eventually move on from some, some more current players to get the upgrades that they need. And that remains true. But the probably the best way the Grizzlies are going to be able to do that, as they've indicated from several of the roster moves they have already made, is likely going to be through trades. And you can see right now on the Grizzlies roster there are some potentially attractive trade pieces on this Grizzlies roster that are currently under contract for multiple years. Obviously, the Anthony Melton stands out as one with him being one of the better free agent signings last offseason. You could, you've got Dylan Brooks, who's owed $24 million over the next two years. Though obviously with his emergence last year, you clearly see him being someone who probably is a building block as well with Jaw and Jaron. And then of course you have Steven Adams. Yes, Steven Adams, New Orleans moved on from him this offseason because he wasn't a desirable contract. Well, if Steven Adams, who likely is going to be coming into a role that will allow for him to build some value back up to allow for him to be able to be more effective in Memphis than he was in New Orleans, next summer he becomes a sizable expiring contract, so he could be someone that could be a trade asset in time. But as I mentioned, you could see extensions offered to Kyle Anderson, as Brandon Abraham over at Grizzly Bear Blues and Matt Herdlicka have wrote about earlier this offseason on. You could see him being an extension candidate. And next summer, you could then see Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, perhaps one or two others, become extension candidates as well. But the thing about it is this. Similar to what the Boston Celtics have recently done, where they extended the contracts of Robert Williams and Marcus Smart and Josh Richardson, if the Grizzlies were to continue to agree to extensions with players currently on their roster like they already have with Melton and Brooks, and like they currently could do with Brooks once again, Clark, Anderson, and others over time, the reason why the Grizzlies are doing that are, yes, they want to keep this roster, the the most valuable parts of this roster 
together for as long as possible because they know this roster loves playing with each other and they know that the culture that's created from that continues to breed great development and exceeding expectations. But in time, more decisions are going to have to be made. That doesn't necessarily come from letting these current roster, from letting current members of the roster, when their day to get paid more comes, it doesn't necessarily mean you let them walk. It means that by agreeing to extensions with them, you then get a longer look to see just what type of role they eventually could have their peak work into when it comes to the future Grizzlies. When it comes to time for this Grizzlies team to contend, which of these current young players will truly have a role on that roster? But also, those extensions that continue to allow for these young players to have a role in this roster, they also potentially become attractive trade pieces. You've seen many of these deals that have occurred over the past several years. When you look at the James Harden deal, when you look at the Drew Holiday deal, when you look at the Anthony Davis, the Paul George deal as well, while the what, talent, while major trades, superstar trades, such as those, but other smaller trades, as yet significant trades, have occurred in each and every one of those trades. It hasn't been just draft picks that are part of the equation. It's sizable contracts that have moved as well, a lot of times due to the money-matching aspect of NBA deals. So when the Grizzlies have these contract decisions to make this year and into next summer, on three to five of the players right now who are very much in consideration to be a big part of this future core. Yes, the extensions will mean that they'll be able to be kept around longer, and you hope that those extensions work out to where the players on the current roster play well and they are a continued part of this future core. But, even if it may not make sense, if the Grizzlies were to agree to extensions with these players, that could still be an asset because then they could be used in a valuable trade to go out and get a significant player that's paid a significant amount of money, and that's going to be the easiest way to make a trade for that type of player to then come into the fold and support Jaw and Jaron long term. Obviously, that's one way of making it happen. You also could see, as players potentially become free agents like Tyus Jones and like Kyle Anderson next year, you could see sign-in trade deals. We've seen it up and down NBA off-seasons over the past several years. You could see sign-in trade deals where the Grizzlies could acquire some type of assets for Tyus and Kyle, and then they could just take those assets and add them to trade packages to go get in the star that way. So the whole point is this, is that even as we continue to see some very valuable pieces of this Grizzlies team currently get to where they're on expiring contracts or get to maybe even where their contracts run out, there are still ways, either through extending them or through sign-in trades, the Grizzlies can really prosper off how well they've developed all these talents. You would love to see as many of these current talents on the roster that are currently Grizzlies, you would love to see as many of them as possible agree to extensions and continue to develop as players. But... Even if they agree to an extension, and it may seem like it doesn't make too much sense, it may seem like it's too much money to be paid to a player who really may not have that big of a role, it still could be valuable because then that player, who's going to be young, with the Grizzlies having the youngest roster in the NBA now, that player on that extension could certainly be used as part of a trade package to then go and get an asset that clearly does make the Grizzlies better 
for the future. So in so many different ways and on so many different levels, the Grizzlies front office continues to make the right decisions on the players it currently has to put it into put it into position to like it did with Jonas Valanciunas and Grayson Allen to continue to make moves that continue to evolve this roster. And while the moves are going to continue to be on a bigger scale as time goes on, this Grizzlies front office still has plenty of different ways they can make the most of the Grizzlies' future. That'll do it here for us on Locked on Grizzlies. Again, you can find myself and the show at StatsSAC on Twitter. You can find the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, wherever you choose to listen. That's where we'll be. We'll be back with you later on this week, likely Wednesday, when it comes to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Until then, if any more news breaks, we'll make sure to have the latest for you here at Locked on Grizzlies. Hope you have a great, great week. Stay safe. Stay smart. To you and your loved ones, have a great Monday. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.